0: Welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the Emet community, and we are so very, very pleased and happy to have all of you out there tuning in with us today. We're going to be coming to you from one of our Sunday morning services, and we hope and pray that the message today will be a blessing to you. If you have your Bibles this morning, turn with me, please, to the sixth chapter of the book of Romans. Romans chapter 6. Move down, if you will, to verse 6. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of the sin nature might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve the sin nature. For he that is dead is freed from sin... Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ, being raised from the dead, dieth no more. Death hath no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died the sin once but in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto the sin nature, but alive unto God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let not the sin nature therefore reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in the lust thereof. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto the sin nature, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. For the sin nature shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under law, but under grace. And we are going to look at three words in this chapter that I believe, if you'll learn what they mean and put them into practice, you will have the formula for living A life that is pleasing unto God. And those words are believe, reckon, and yield. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask for his help today. Heavenly Father, Lord, this is very important of which you have given unto us in your word. And Lord, understanding it with our minds is one thing, but Lord, understanding it with our hearts is another And Lord, only you can take this Word today and the things that are said to the hearts of your people. Lord, I ask for the anointing of your Spirit today to rest upon me. Lord, help me to rightly divide this Word. Lord, anoint your people to hear it and receive it. Lord, I pray today that questions will be answered. And Lord, your people will be drawn closer to you. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen and Amen. I believe everything... In the Bible, strains toward the book of Romans. The sixth chapter of the book of Romans gives us the mechanics of Christianity. And the Holy Spirit moved upon the Apostle Paul searched through his vocabulary and chose the exact words of which he wanted used. Jesus said that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And in the book of Romans, the Apostle Paul deals with man's dilemma. In chapter 1, he dealt with... The Gentile world, when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God. And they became vain in their imaginations, and God turned them over to a reprobate mind. And when you read the closing verses of chapter 1, it's not a pretty picture. If you want to know why our nation is in the mess it's in today, read the first chapter of the book of Romans. For when they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, sounds like our public schools today, don't it? Sounds like our colleges today. When you take God out, it's not just a vacuum that's there. All of these other ungodly things come in and take over and you've got problems. And believe me, our nation has a lot of problems today. Paul dealt with the Gentile world. Chapters 2 and 3 of the book of Romans, Paul dealt with the Jewish world. God's chosen people. God's word was given to the Jews. And they claim to be keeping it, when really they won't. Their thoughts were, God gave us this, When Moses came down off of Mount Sinai with the Ten Commandments, out of all the people in the world, we are the best. We're the ones that God has chosen to give His Word to. And it produced pride. Religious pride is one of the worst things there is. And God's chosen people, although they had the written word, when Jesus Christ came on the scene, they didn't know the living word. And they're the ones that nailed Jesus Christ to a cross. And when you get to the third chapter of the book of Romans, Romans 3 and verse Twenty-three. The Apostle Paul sums it all up and gives us man's problem, man's dilemma. Dana, if you will, put it up on the screen. Romans 3, verse 23. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And then he said in Romans 6, in verse 23, the wages of sin is death. That is man's problem sin from that point on the apostle paul begins to deal with the solution to the problem now we're going to look at several things here today and in the upcoming weeks if you don't understand the problem you're not going to understand the solution did did you hear what i said If you don't understand the mechanics of how it works, then when the problem comes along, you're not going to know the solution to the problem. You're going to be putting duct tape on something that needs to be welded, You're going to create a big mess. You need to understand the mechanics of our salvation. Now, he gives us the solution, Romans 3, verse 24, Being justified, justified, declared innocent, not guilty, justified, never sinned. Being justified freely by his grace. Salvation is a free gift of God. But it also means this, that anybody in the world makes no difference as to when they were born, where they were born, what their nationality is. It makes no difference what they have done if they will come to God in faith. First word, believe. If they will come to God in faith, repent of their sin, and accept, Jesus Christ is their Savior. They will be justified, just as if they've never sinned. When they stand before God one day, God will say, Enter in, my good and faithful servant. Being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. The word redemption refers to someone who has been placed up on an auction block of slavery. The whole human race, because of what Adam did in the Garden of Eden, is in bondage to Satan. Sin is what gives Satan a legal right to do what he does in this world. And the Apostle Paul said in Ephesians 2 in verse 2, It is the Spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. That is the sin nature that every single human being is born with. And because of that sin nature, you're in bondage. It begins pumping ungodliness into your life from the time you're born, it corrupts you on the inside. It corrupts human nature. You are born with two natures. You're born with human nature, which we cry, we eat, we laugh, we drink, we sleep, we procreate, we do all of these things which are indicative of a human being and there's nothing wrong with those things. It's what God intended for us to be and do. But you're also born with that sin nature which corrupts human nature. It is that sin nature that's pumping and working and corrupting And you're in bondage to that thing. Well, Brother James, I ain't in bondage to nothing. Oh, yeah? Why did you eat six hot glazed doughnuts? After eating four pieces of fried chicken, come on now, it was good to you. That's exactly right. It's good to you. And God, when God created us as human beings, he put good things in us. Good desires. When God finished with Adam, he said, This is good. And when he created Eve, he said, This is this is good. And when Adam saw Eve, he said, Whoa man. Y'all get that about an hour from now. But God instilled a lot of good things in us. There are things that are pleasurable, that we enjoy doing. But those things become perverted and twisted because of a sin nature. And we're in bondage to those things. But we're justified freely by His grace, through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. We were all on the auction block of sin, but we have been redeemed by Jesus Christ. That means that Jesus paid such a price to redeem you off of that auction block of sin, never to be put up again. Glory to God. When Jesus said, it is finished, it was enough. Now, verse 25 of Romans chapter 3. Whom God hath set forth. This is what God has set forth in full public view for the whole world to see. This is God's solution to man's problem. This is God's solution to that sin nature that's pumping filth and wickedness and ungodliness into the very heart of the human being. This is what God has set forth His Son, Jesus Christ, to be a propitiation. What in the world is that? It means atonement. It means to take the place of. Jesus Christ was sent forth in full public view for the whole world to see, to take our place through faith in his blood there you go the word faith again believe to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God let's look at the word remission for a minute the word remission means to pass over to overlook I want you to notice in this verse as well, we have the word blood, we have the word remission. We have the word blood, we have the words in essence, Passover. When the children of Israel were in Egyptian bondage, God sent Moses to go into the court of Pharaoh and to say, let my people go. Pharaoh wouldn't let the people go. He was using the Jewish people, the the children of Israel, he was using them as slaves to build the treasure houses of Egypt and whatever the case. They were in bondage. And God sent judgment after judgment to deliver his people from Egypt. But there was no deliverance until this right here, which I'm going to tell you about, and it's this. God told Moses, I'm going to come through the land tonight. The firstborn, no matter who it is, is going to die. Here's what you are to do. Take a lamb without spot, without blemish. That lamb typified Christ who was without sin. Glory to God. Take that little lamb. slit its throat. Take a basin, a bowl. Catch that blood. Take hyssop, which was a type of straw. And dip that, dip that hyssop down in that bowl of blood and strike the upper doorpost and the two side posts of the houses in which you are living in. Apply that blood to the doorpost of your house. Get in the house. Stay in the house. When I pass through the land of Egypt this night, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. Glory to God. Today, it is exactly the same. In order for deliverance to be effected within your heart and life, in order for there to be deliverance from the sin nature... You have to place your faith in the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he said, when you do that, when you apply his blood by faith to the doorpost of your heart, he said, I will pass over you. Glory to God. And you can stand before God one day without any fear or trembling. And hear him say, well done, my good and faithful servant, because you've applied that blood to the doorpost of your heart. Whom God has set forth, the Lord Jesus Christ, to take our place through faith in his blood. To declare His righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. That means that God will put up with sin for a little while. Giving people an opportunity to apply that blood to the doorpost of their hearts. And the moment they do that, He'll look over that sin. He'll separate you from that sin. He'll separate it as far as east is from the west, and it makes no difference who you are and what you've done. Faith. Belief. That is the active ingredient. That is your part. In verse 26, to declare, I say at this time, his righteousness that he might be just and the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus. Salvation is a legal work. When man fell in the garden, God couldn't just speak a word and say, okay, man is redeemed, problem solved. There was a process, it had to be legal. Man fell under certain conditions and in order for man to be redeemed it had to be done under certain conditions. And our salvation is a legal work. And we can receive the benefits of salvation by faith. Jesus has abolished slavery For all who will believe. Let me say that again. Jesus has abolished slavery to the sin nature. For all who will believe. I read it just a few minutes ago. For the sin nature shall not have dominion over you. He shut it down. Years ago. I graduated from school, landed a job doing maintenance work, and uh, Dana, if you will, put that picture up on the screen. What you're looking at there is what is known as an injection molding machine. Now, right up here on the very top of the machine, this great big square looking thing, It holds several hundreds of gallons of hydraulic oil. That's a lot of oil. That's what it takes in order to operate that machine for it to do its job. Just coming into maintenance, I had to pay my dues. So my job was to take the mop bucket, and go around all the machines and mop up whatever little oil may be coming out, because they were all old. And I walk into one section of the plant one night, and I'm rolling my mop bucket, and then it happened. And it sounded like a shotgun went off inside that plant. And one of these hydraulic lines blowed off while the machine was running. It blowed hydraulic oil slammed to the ceiling. And I'm talking about a ceiling as tall as taller than what we've got in here in our sanctuary. And it's it hit the ceiling and it just spread out and started coming back down to the floor. It it's like it was raining, hydraulic oil. People got up, started hollering and running for the door. They didn't know what in the world was going on. And there I am standing there with my mop bucket. Well, my first reaction was, although I was just starting in maintenance, I knew that with this oil blowing slammed to the ceiling, I knew better than to go over there with my mop bucket And start mopping oil. The first thing you need to do is shut the machine off. So I run over there to cut the machine off. And I ended up like this guy here. On my backside. But the first thing you do in a situation like that is cut the machine off pull the emergency, do something, shut the machine off. Once you shut the machine off, then you can do what this guy right here is doing. Now, this guy looks like he's working pretty hard, and he, he looks like he's pretty happy, don't he? What are you looking at? You're looking at someone trying to clean up the mess, that this machine has created because it blew a hydraulic line. The first thing you do is shut the machine off, but this is the way the world tries to address man's problem. It takes a mop bucket and it goes over there and it starts doing what this guy right here is doing without shutting the pump off. What good is it to try to get the oil up When the pipe is busted and it's continuing to flow, it's going to empty the tank on that machine if you don't shut it off. That's what Jesus did when he died on Calvary. He shut it down. And then when he shut it down, he sends the Holy Spirit to start cleaning you up. Just because the sin nature is shut down, there's still a mess to clean up. From years of the sin nature spewing its filth in your life. All of that's got to be cleaned up now. Now when that hydraulic line blowed out on that machine. Like I said, oil went everywhere. We cleaned up the mess. It took the rest of the night to get all of that cleaned up. Four or five days later. As we go around the machines, you see puddles of oil just coming out from under the machine. where we couldn't get under there to it. Oil blowed, slammed to the ceiling. It got in a piece of channel up there in the ceiling. Run all the way down that piece of channel into another section of the plant and come out of a little hole in the bottom of that channel. And there weren't even a machine there. And this was four or five weeks later. So although we had cleaned up the mess over here, there was a mess over there. What are you getting at? I'm getting at this. When the sin nature is shut down, there's a mess to clean up. And it takes time. It don't happen overnight. Your faith in Christ and His finished work shuts down that pump of the sin nature. Your faith in Christ and His finished work starts to clean up process and there's a mess to clean up look at your neighbor and say you're a mess (laughs) only the holy spirit can clean up the mess but it's only as we keep our faith in the finished work of christ If you would like to have a free copy of the message you've just heard today, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. Established in the Faith is also on Facebook. Just look us up. You'll also find today's message there as well. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, feel free to give us a call. The number is 252-299-4234. Three, four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church in Middlesex North Carolina as well depends on the prayerful and financial support of listeners like you to contribute to this ministry make a check out to Friendship Church in the memo box Write radio ministry mail it to established in the faith PO box 601 Bailey North Carolina 27807 we look forward to hearing from you Haven and I'm Juliana and you have been listening to Establishing the Faith with our dad James Pierce he is the pastor of Friendship Original Free Will Baptist Church in Middlesex North Carolina near the Emmett community on Sunday mornings we have Sunday school starting at 9 45 and worship service at 11 the church is located one mile off of highway 231 in Emmett, North Carolina just turn in front of Johnston Auto Savage on the Friendship Church Road we would love to have you and hope to see you there And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening. God bless.